Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. go on the radio. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, NashFM1061.com and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Uh, our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. 
and of course our social media platforms. Join the conversation there at Eric underscore Ash on Twitter, Eric Ash on Facebook, and Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, if you missed the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, you would have missed a lot. Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show joined us. By the way, he's normally with us on a Thursday. He will join us tomorrow at 515. Uh, but uh, Jordy did a great job. LSU, Tulane, Pelicans, Saints, all on tap. We even talked a little bit about Archie Manning. He had Archie Manning on his program today. Archie reminiscing about Ole Miss and LSU, talking about his days with the Saints, uh, all that uh, on the award-winning inside New Orleans sports tonight. Again, um, 9 o'clock um, tonight, um, sorry, 6 o'clock on WLAE-TV, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. Friday night, 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. It'll be up on our social media platforms this evening, at Eric underscore Ash on Twitter, Eric Ash on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. So, again, a lot of people going to be watching uh, the uh, Saints game tonight. We'll be watching the Pels game tomorrow. They're on TNT. So set the DVR and uh, check out the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports uh, at your leisure. Today uh, on the program, uh, we're going to be joined by Gary Smith of The Wave Report and Old.com. He'll join us at 4.15. Uh, at 4.35, Ali Cassell will join us from the Bird Rights. We'll talk, um, we'll talk about the Pelicans with him. Of course, Gary will be talking about Tulane. Ross Jackson joins us at 5.15, talking Saints. Renee Nato joins us at 5.35 from CrestedySports.com. And uh, we'll talk to him about um, LSU, Tulane, and uh, probably the Saints as well if we get some time. Well, we hope they have enough time to do that. Of course, Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast, Saints Wire, and CrestedySports.com. Today's program is brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill. Of course, uh, Mambo's. Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. All have a menu that has something for everyone. And uh, fantastic cocktails with some of the greatest mixologists we have in the city. Uh, you can always, again, be rest assured, you're going to have a fantastic time at one of the Oceana family of restaurants. And this half hour brought to you by Old New Orleans Cookery. That's right, uh, 205 Bourbon Street. They're open late. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Uh, and uh, not one but two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in, have your next event. Beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. You can check out, again, all the revelry, all the craziness uh, in the 200 block of Bourbon Street. And then, of course, also an authentic French Quarter Courtyard. You can dine or have cocktails. Uh, it's a wonderful dining experience. Uh, have an extraordinary cocktail with some, uh, again, the greatest mixologists we have here in the city. Uh, just fantastic mixologists. Uh, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. Uh, and, of course, it's the perfect place for a date night, uh, a place for friends, family to get together. Maybe try to close that business deal. Uh, again, if you're looking to do it, do it down over at New Old New Orleans Cookery. To find out more, including, again, the fantastic menu, nolacookery.com. That's nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Well, a lot to get into. First of all, man, the Pels were absolutely spectacular last night. You know, look, uh, I'm not one that pats myself on the back, not one that toots my own horn. Uh, I, I've been wrong as, you know, on, on this program, uh, but, you know, like I said before many times, uh, there's a track record. Uh, there's a way to find out what I've said and what I haven't said. I don't run away from my opinions. And I told you guys yesterday, and I've been telling you, this is a team that should win 50 games and should be in the top four of, of, of the West. Uh, they, should have, they should win the Southwest Division. They are that good. And they proved it last night uh, in, in, in demolishing uh, the Brooklyn Nets with, again, two future Hall of Famers on, on, that, on that team. Uh, Got to give a lot of credit to, to, to uh, again, uh, Willie Green, the way he, again, uh, mixed and matched his, um, uh, his lineup. Uh, uh, I mean, they were, ter they were terrific. Uh, again, uh, Zion, uh, Brandon Ingram, 
Valanchunas, McCollum, all 30, 31 minutes. Herb Jones, 28 minutes, as I mentioned a little bit earlier last this week. I'd like to see those guys at about 25, 28 minutes a game and playing more. But they went 11 deep last night. Uh, you know, even um, uh, Daniels, the, the rookie, got in for three minutes. Uh, but it just, a, just a magnificent performance by the Pelicans, who, again, shared the basketball, played good defense, rebounded. Um, and, and the energy was there from really from, from tip-off uh, all the way to the end of the game. They led wire to wire, uh, 130-108. Uh, the Pels were absolutely outstanding. And we'll talk to uh, Ali Cassell about that uh, at, uh, at 430. Also, uh, I'm kind of blown away, but I'm not. Because you know what? Again, I state my opinion and I stand by it. Uh, I've been saying this since it happened. And, and finally, again, other media members in this market who have been, who have been uh, you know, constantly saying, no, it has nothing to do with anything, uh, are, are finally coming around and having to be able to say, you know what, it does matter. And that is, again, the trading of C.J. Gardner-Johnson and, the, and, and not re-signing Quan Alexander and what that has meant to this defense. And it just they don't have the juice. They don't have the energy. And who told you that from day one? Who told you that from day one? You know, you guess why you can't have a pencil pusher Okay, somebody that is, a, that is a, an accountant, again, uh, making football decisions that football people should be making. Uh, this was, a, again, they tore the heart out of this defense. And those are saying, well, you know, again, Pete Werner, uh, you know, he's playing so well for Quan. Hey, you realize Caden Ellis played last week and he played a lot of snaps? You realize all the problems they're having in the secondary right now with, with again, the, with the injuries that Quan Alexander could be on that field for them right now? Not to mention C.J. Gardner-Johnson, what he's doing in Philadelphia. That this was a, again. You talk about continuity in one breath, and then the next breath you don't sign again the the spirit and the energy of your defense, and the defense is not even close to what it was last year. You want to point some fingers? You point the fingers right at Mickey Loomis in the front office again for that bonehead move. One hundred and fifty-two thousand dollars guaranteed for Quan Alexander, and you wouldn't write him a check. Are you kidding me? You had C.J. Gardner-Johnson under contract. And you let him walk for a piece of stale French bread. Uh, I mean, it just it, it, it is unbelievable. It really is. And then, of course, some of the moves they, 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 they've done during in, in the season. Look, I heard Dennis Allen say the other day that he had trouble dressing 48. That's why he brought Jameis up on the active roster. It, it, the reason why is you didn't put players on IR. You could have put Michael Thomas on IR. He's been injured forever. You could have put Jameis on IR. They'd have been on IR for four weeks, and you could have pulled them off. I know there's limitations on how many guys you can pull off IR, but, again, you would have had open spots on your roster to be able to fill instead of, again, trying to piecemeal and bringing guys off the street that, that again, are doing nothing to help you, like Chris Harris. You know, all I heard was, was, was Justin Evans was going to be the second coming, uh, you know, after being out of football for two years. No. Okay? Just, again, some of the analysis, you just got to shake your head out. You really do. Okay, and those are guys that are there at camps watching it. It's amazing to me. Okay, I'm sitting behind the microphone and I'm telling you something different. And what has come to fruition? No different than what I tell you about the mayor. When the mayor took her second term, she was going to party through her second term and she was going to take all these junkets because she couldn't go on those junkets during COVID. And what has she done? Exactly that. Keep it tuned right here to Inside New Orleans if you want the real scoop and you don't want to find out again about it, you know, I don't know when, when it's pretty much in your face and you got to see it. Just amazing to me. It really is. You know, this, the move by the Saints to get rid of those two guys have really, again, took all the juice out of this defense, and I told you that from day one. Now, we'll see again if they can rebound tonight against the uh, Arizona Cardinals in a must win. Say must win for them. So we'll see how that's going to go. And, uh, of course, then they get the mini bye. With that said, 
tell you what, there's one team that's rolling in New Orleans right now, and it's a team that, uh, again, has uh, has really has really turned the corner and uh, in the top 25 for the first time since 1998 uh, in both polls, and a team that's got, that has homecoming against, uh, against Memphis this weekend is the Tulane Green Wave. And I'm hoping, that, again, Tulane fans are going to come out and, and show their support at Yeoman. Uh, I said this earlier this week. Uh, you, all you Tulane fans that are talking about wanting game day, uh, game day goes to a place where there's filled stadiums. So, again, get off your asses and go out and support your team. Because, again, nobody screams louder than Tulane fans in this town about not getting coverage. You are, you are now uh, uh, leading the AAC. You got one loss, and, and that, this team deserves support. So get out there and support the Green Wave. Joining us on the program, the guy, again, is the foremost expert on Tulane athletics. His, uh, his uh, website, The Wave Report, is, again, second to none. And, of course, he writes for the New Orleans Times, Pick You and the AdvocateNoel.com. Gary Smith joins us on the program. Gary, how are you, buddy? Doing well, Eric. And, by the way, I agree with you a 1,000%, in particular on Gardner-Johnson. I don't cover the Saints on a daily basis anymore, but when that trade came down, I was like, what the word you can't utter on radio? Right. I mean, <laughs> I, I couldn't – it was like, what? Are you kidding me? And, and let's put the, – the dude had two interceptions last son, last weekend. <laughs> How many interceptions do the Saints have this year for the year? One. That's all you need One. to know. One. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I mean, again, the, the, the situation – I keep hearing, well, you know, again, Werner's playing so well. Uh, you know what? You you had the luxury of having again an abundance of talent in the secondary until it got injured and you traded it away. Yeah. And so you're gonna tell me Quan Quan wouldn't be on the field for you right now? Believe me, he'd be on the field for you right now. It's amazing to me. But again, that's what happens when you let, let non-football individuals make football decisions, and that's what's dooming this franchise right now. Uh, this is a must-win tonight, Gary. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at this Arizona team. Uh, they are beatable. They're, again, uh, Kyler Murray's not playing well. They're talking about Hopkins. Hopkins hadn't been hit in a year. No, okay, no. As long as you don't let him get behind you, you're going to be all right. The, the, the concern tonight is it's also a must-win for the, for the Cardinals. They're in the same yeah. boat. And, and their, their defense has actually played really well. They haven't given up more than 20 points in four straight games, which tells you how horrible their offense has been. It's hard to go one and three in the NFL when you give up 20 points or fewer in four straight games. But that's the Cardinals' boat. That, that's their situation. So both teams are in unbelievably desperate situations going into yep. tonight. So we'll, we'll see yeah, what happens. Yeah, I have no we'll idea. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. and, and I don't either. But I, I do know that the mini-buy is needed. Yeah, uh, they have to heal up. They have to get their offense, their, their offensive stars back on the field. Uh, and there's no other way around it. Defensively, I don't know what's going on with it with, with this defense in terms of again the defensive line. They should be more dominant. They they are healthy and they're not. They're just not getting to the pass. Yeah. Look, last week 2.9 seconds. The week before 2.9 seconds in terms of getting the ball out with both quarterbacks. It's hard. Mm-hmm. You have to manufacture uh, pressure at some point. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just very very disappointed in the defensive line. Mm-hmm. No question. So you know, let, 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 let's move on to a team that's playing well on almost yeah. all cylinders here. And, I'm and, ready you know, for you. You were, you were talking about attendance in your, in your lead-up. I've got a story I'm writing for tomorrow's paper. It'll be online in a couple hours. Uh, it looks like Tulane's going to have you – know, they sold out their very first game at Yeoman Stadium against Georgia Tech in 2014. Their biggest crowd since then was about 27,400 for Tulsa um, in a homecoming game a few years ago. They're expecting okay. to surpass that total in this game. Yeah. Got, really, the only sections left that are available are the Memphis sections. They definitely break the record if Memphis were having any type of a year, but their fans are so mm-hmm. disappointed. They usually come to this game in droves. They ain't coming this year. <laughs> and so those well, that means that we send the tickets back to Tulane then? 
Yeah, exactly. And they're fifty. And you know, homecoming's a lot more expensive than the other games. It's fifty bucks a pop. But those are the tickets right. that are that, that are left. And uh, but but they're they they think there's a really good chance that this will this will certain this should be the biggest um, crowd of the the Willie Fritz era. So let's, well, let's see fantastic. if it materializes. Yeah. You know, Gary, I've been mentioning I mentioned this all week long. I was really, uh, uh, you know, kind of um, uh, um, uh, nervous when uh, Bohannon really just took over that, that game. <laughs> you South should have Florida. been nervous. Tulane was in trouble. <laughs> oh, but once he got injured, it was over, it, man. I mean, game was again, over. We it, saw it, the it, other, it, and that's a sign of a good team. Look. Tulane, I, I do think. I mean, losing teams usually find a way to lose. So South Florida might have done that, but Bohannon was personally beating Tulane by himself in the in the first half there. But yeah, you know, good teams take advantage of breaks, and then and Tulane teams in the past, if, a, if another Tulsa lost their starting quarterback and their backup a couple of years ago, and their third string quarterback came in and threw for like 250 yards in a quarter and a half, and they won in overtime. That stuff doesn't happen to this Tulane team. Once the backup quarterback was in there, it was game over. <laughs> Um, they, they weren't. They, they just weren't going to beat Tulane at that that point. So I, I'm a little concerned about the way the Tulane defense played. That was the first time they've made the mental errors and and, and missed some tackles um, this year. But again, you're not going to play perfect in 12 games all year long. So we'll see if that was just a one game blip or if they they continue to struggle against Memphis. Because if, if they do, it's going to be a shootout. Because because Memphis has the the passing attack to, to to hurt a team if Tulane's defense plays the same way they did in the first half against South Florida. Well, again, um, uh, you look at, at last week against uh, Tajay Spears, the way he mm-hmm. played. Shotty yep. Clayton finally got on the field. We got yeah. a chance to be able to see him. He showed that burst. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Pratt has just been incredible. That's- and, of course, what was it? Was it was it six, seven different receivers that he hit last week? I mean, Yeah, right off amazing. the bat. That, that's the other – that, that's going to be my advance for the game. Look, well, Tulane has seven receivers, five wide receivers, um, Tyreek James and and and, <laughs> and Ty J Spears that are on pace to catch twenty or more passes. That doesn't sound like a lot. Um, in the Willie Fritz era, they've never had more than three in one season with twenty catches or more. This year, they're almost certainly going to have seven. And and that's the thing. Even if the defense does not maintain its level from the first six games, the offense has really come on now, and Tulane is completely capable of winning a shootout if that's what it takes. Michael Pratt has had his career high in passing back-to-back games. He doesn't have one guy he has to focus on because they got no stars in their receiving core, but they got a lot of different guys that can make plays, and that's the, that's just a um, just a massive difference from from any of the other Tulane teams under Willie Fritz. And so I could that this Tulane team is, is again good teams are capable of winning in a lot of different ways. And if Tulane has to win a shootout this week, they're eminently capable of doing it. Offensive line has played so much better. I mean, again, every mm-hmm. week seems like they're playing better. Yeah. I mean, the, the Magic, they, they, had, they had not had an injury on the offensive line in two years um, for their starters. They, they did. Kane and Ray went out in the first quarter against South Florida, but nobody really noticed it because <laughs> Trey Tuggle, who had been a starter in the past, another area where Tulane has depth, came in and played extremely well in the in the three quarters that he was in the game. I don't know whether Ray will be back this week, but that was the one position where they had a huge position battle in preseason anyway. The other four guys, if they lose them, they, they might have a drop-off but they had no drop-off at that position. And you're right, um, the offensive line, that, that, you know, Willie Fritz was a little disappointed in the way Tulane had been run-blocking earlier in the year. Um, he wasn't disappointed after the South Florida game. That was a huge yeah. improvement. And, again, that's the balance they need because they've, they've proven they can throw, they've proven they can run. And, and Mr. Mr. Spears, you know, come, had that 264-yard gain against Memphis last year. He, he's licking his chops at getting another shot at that team on Saturday. 
And we've seen a, a defense that Ken can adjust on the fly. Mm -hmm. It looks like an intelligent defense. And, look, you talked about it last week. They don't miss tackles, man. They, they've been good. They missed a few in this one, but more I think it was just busted a couple of busted coverages. They gave up big plays that, that you don't mm -hmm. see. But, again, no team goes through 12 games <laughs> uh, w w without having a, 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 a subpar performance one week. But going into the South Florida game, Tulane had allowed no 50-yard plays for the year, um, which obviously was tied for first in the nation. Three gains of 30 yards or more, in the, um, which was tied for either first or second in, in the nation, and only like seven 20-yard plays. It's hard to score. Teams are going to make mistakes when your defense forces them to move down the field like that, and that's what Tulane's been doing all year. And the same thing with Memphis. You know, Memphis teams in the past had unbelievable skill position, speed, and talent. This Memphis team has good players, but they don't have that type of speed. I mean, I mean, three years ago, Tulane went to Memphis, ranked 26th in the country, and came back <laughs> just a, a beaten, battered team because Memphis was just ridiculously good at the skill positions. I think they had four yes. guys drafted off of that team um, at wide receiver and running back. Memphis didn't like that this year, and the, the level Tulane's defense has been playing at, I, I, you know, I just don't see, I don't see Memphis being able to consistently put together those 12-play, 13-play, 80-yard drives that Tulane is forcing teams to, to make this year because they're so fundamentally solid. Ambrosio doesn't look like a bad kicker either, and that's been a kind yeah. of Achilles heel for this team. I mean, he's been hot and cold, yeah. but you know, I, yeah. I feel more he, comfortable with him than I, maybe it, I have in, in the past. Yeah, he, he did miss a field goal pretty badly against South Florida, but um, you know, the, the difference between him is he's proven he can do it. <laughs> he, he, he was yep. a kicker at Rutgers for two years, and he went 21 for 27, and Made made a tying field goal against Maryland one year, and then a 44-yard kick in overtime. Tulane so didn't have that on their roster before. So, yeah, I'd have to see more than one miss from him to to start getting worried about the kicking game. Um, sure. I know, uh, but but uh, yeah, I mean that that's he, he's just one of the he's one of the ten transfer portal guys that Tulane got in, in the offseason, and nine of the ten have been huge contributors. And like you mentioned, Shoddy Clayton, he came in in the fourth quarter against South Florida and played really well. I think he's about to become number ten. Who who who's a significant yeah. factor when a game is still in reach. That's a pretty good percentage. You get 10 guys from the transfer portal, and all of them are either starting, contributing heavily, or have the potential to contribute heavily, like Clayton. That's a program changer. I mean, it just mm -hmm. is. That's a program yeah. changer. No, no. no doubt about it. Tell, tell, tell yeah. us about Memphis. And, yeah, and Memphis, what we can expect again, this weekend. You know, they have some strengths. Like First of all, Memphis could easily be undefeated in the American Athletic Conference. And they got blown out by Mississippi State in their opener, but in, in conference play, they were up on Houston by 19 at home in the fourth quarter. We're still up by 13 with 90 seconds left. Houston scores, gets an onside kick, scores again, wins by one. Then Memphis goes to East Carolina, loses in quadruple overtime. And in the second overtime, all they have to do is make a two-point conversion to win. They, they, they'd been throwing all over East Carolina. Their brilliant coaches decided to trick them with a run up the middle and got stuffed so that, boy, their fans all over them now because they ended up losing in four overtimes. They've lost three games. Um, this, this, is a, this is a crucial game for Memphis just because people are going to start wondering about, about their coach, Ryan Silverfield's future, if he, if he loses another one to Tulane because that's a program that's used to contending for the American Athletic Conference championship. But, look, they've got strengths. Their quarterback um, is, is, is a veteran quarterback who's been there for a while um they they have good they have their tight end is by far the best tight end in the conference Tulane hasn't really faced a good tight end this year I think Tulane has the personnel to slow that down but that'll be kind of a different um, a, a, um scenario for them but yeah and but and Memphis's defense you know they're actually good against the run I don't think Ty Spears is going to be running
running for 264 yards this year. Memphis is holding opponents to 3.4 yards per carry. Um, they've been solid in there. Where they've been weak is against the pass, and where they've been weak is just they 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 just don't seem to have confidence at, at the end of games. But this won't be a walk. This certainly won't be a walk in the park for for Tulane. Um, this, this is a good Memphis team, but not a confident Memphis team. And and also coming off two just absolutely gut wrenching back to back losses, it's tough to it's it's tough to keep playing at at the same level as as hard yes. when, when bad stuff happens like that. So I think that's maybe Tulane's biggest advantage in this game. Memphis this week, by next week, and then, you know, yep. really uh, the, the gauntlet begins. You know, the, yep. the, the, we will find out whether the Tulane's mm-hmm. are, are pretenders or contenders in the month yep. of November. Right. I'm, I'm certainly not counting Memphis as a lock, but you're right. If Tulane yep. wins this game, they're 4-0 <laughs> halfway through the conference schedule. They right. still have UCF. They still have Cincinnati. Win one of those two. I'm not saying you're only going to win one. Win one of those two, and you're almost you're you're, in, you're probably playing in the conference championship game. UCF is really. I mean, they're statistically they're the best team in the league. They're first in offense, second in defense behind Tulane. But 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 that's down the road. First, Tulane has to beat Memphis, get to that bye. Boy, would yep. that be an incredible deal! Tulane's oh, never been more better than two and zero in the conference um, yep. in, under under Willie in, in, since they joined the league. Being four and zero would be a sweet position to be in going into a bye. No doubt. Uh, tell us about your fantastic site. And, and look, I, I got to believe that you know. I mean, I'm excited. Okay, and I grew mm-hmm. up a Tulane fan. Uh, the, the the diehard in the you know the Tulane fan has got to be really excited right now. And if you are, I do not know if you're not subscribed to the Wave Report what you're doing because you're getting everything first. You're getting mm-hmm. things that again that are just unique to the website. Tell us all about it. Yeah, it's thewavereport.com, Tulane.rivals.com. Had an update every day this week with with stuff. Yeah, a lot of that stuff has never appeared in the Advocate or or, or, or any anywhere else. Every word any coach or player has said on there. But just this, this means, yeah, that, that was the first place where I where I pointed out how Tulane's on pace to have seven receivers with twenty catches or more <laughs> when they've never had more than three in the first six years wow. of, of Willie Fritz. That's a testament. That's a testament to the new offensive staff as much sure. as anything else. And the receivers coach John McMahon and the man has done an unbelievable job w- with these guys. Now they're still make they still drop some passes, but this is a different looking group of wide receivers in, in the past. And, and t- opponents can't key on Tulane anymore. They have no idea who Tulane's going to throw to. Um, Michael Pratt is it's sort of the Drew Brees offense right now. Michael Pratt's going to throw to whoever's open, and he's got about five, six, seven different guys who, who might be the guy that are open on a particular play. What you got coming up for us in the paper? Yeah, um, I mentioned it. Um, I, right now, I'm working on a story on the attendance because it looks like this could be Tulane's biggest crowd since that Georgia Tech game that opened Yulman Stadium. Um, uh, that that story is going to be on on the website in an hour or two. And then weekend, I'm, my weekend big feature on the game is just on this this balanced Tulane wide receiver crew and uh, and and with the tight end and running back in the in the picture too, and how how different that makes this team from any of Willie Fritz's teams in the past. He's more than just a guy that covers Tulane. He knows it all, but he's, again, the best one that we have in terms of covering Tulane. Gary Smith, at Gary Smith on, on Twitter. Gary, thanks for your time each and every week. Uh, a, a big Tulane win over Memphis, and then, man, I'll tell you what, here yeah. we go, right? Uh, it, it would be sweet. You know, this is a situation in the past. Tulane has not done well in these situations, but yep. in the past, Tulane wasn't ranked. Tulane wasn't as tough as they are this year. This is a huge, 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 huge game <laughs> for Tulane. They I like what I saw on the scoreboard, well too. What was it, 1-0? Yeah. Is that what Willie Fritz yeah. got up there, 1-0? I mean, only once the guys concentrating on the game yeah. at hand. And, and believe me.
believe me, it, it, it's verbatim. Any player you ask, that's the first thing they say. So he's got that ingrained in, in, in their belief system right now. There you go. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Can't wait to talk to you again next week. Thanks for having me on. Always. That's, uh, that's Gary Smith. Okay, don't forget about Burkhart. Uh, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, you need help with your AC system because we're going to be back using the AC this weekend, right? Uh, by next, by Tuesday, it'll get cold again. So also, if you need that heater inspected and cleaned, uh, Burkhart can do that for you as well. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, and then, of course, only doing the work that's necessary. Nate certified technicians that do, again, the, uh, the, the extracurricular activity, uh, again, uh, keeping up with everything that's going on uh, with, um, with air-conditioned heating systems. I mean, the second floor of Burkhart's offices is a classroom. Uh, because it's constantly doing, uh, again, continuing education to be able to make sure those guys stay up with everything you need to know about AC and heating systems. The HVAC system is moving quickly like everything else we're involved in today. Uh, you want a company you can trust? It's Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, the Hideout Bar, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, don't tell me you can't get a late meal in New Orleans anymore because you can get one at the Oceana Family of Restaurants open until 1 a.m. daily. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgater Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Discover. Some banks can make it complicated to redeem credit card rewards, but with Discover... You can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. Talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Look out for delays solid if you're traveling 10 westbound from just past Bonneville to Clearview. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are steady right at Canal Boulevard. Also look out for delays on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection, look out for delays from Stumpf Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. And look out for accidents Calliope at Margaret Place, also Esplanade at North Claiborne and North Durbany at Esplanade. And school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting for the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. 
Sports Feed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sports Beat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sports Beat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Today's uh, program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, the Hideout Bar, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. Uh, tonight's a great time to go to Bobby Bear's. First of all, again, get a bunch of friends to go. Uh, grab yourself a table or a booth, a belly up to the bar. Uh, the menu is fantastic. Cajun Creole uh, uh, delights, and of course, more than that, just fantastic burgers, uh, barbecue ribs. Uh, the seafood is out of sight. The crab cakes, the uh, the Mardi Gras pasta, I go on and on and on about about the food. But then the cocktails. The cocktails are, are, are magnificent. Okay, amazing cocktails. The beer selection is fantastic. And then there's 30 plus TV screens all over the restaurant. You'll never miss a play. You'll never miss a play. Even even TVs in the restroom. I kid you not. And then, of course, you know, in between uh, maybe halftime or whatever, take a walk around. Bobby Ears Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. It's a perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Uh, the memorabilia is second to none. Some one-of-a-kind items that you'll see nowhere else. It's like a museum. Uh, and just a fantastic atmosphere at Bobby Ears. You can have your next event there. Also, again, a, a friendly uh, atmosphere with, the, with, again, their staff. And, again, a great menu for you to, as well. BobbyBears.com is where you can find out more. Open seven days a week. Open late. Lunch and dinner daily. That's 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bears Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Make it your spot for tonight. Be able to check out the Saints and the Cards on Thursday night football. All right. I've been waiting to talk to this cat since yesterday. And, uh, again, uh, if you're not excited, then you're not paying attention. And I told you guys yesterday, and, I look, uh, again, like I said when I opened up the program, uh, I, I, I have a track record. And when I say something, I don't run from my opinions. And I told you guys this team's going to win 50 games. This team's going to be a top-four team in the, in the West. If they're not, uh, again, if it's because of injuries, uh, then, 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 then so be it. But uh, on paper, based on, again, what we see when this team is healthy, they're one of the top four teams in the West, in my opinion, and they should win 50 games. Uh, and last night, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans blew out uh, the Brooklyn Nets 130-108, and it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. It was an incredible display of team basketball by this team. And to break it down, 
one of the best we have when we're talking pals. It's Ali Cassell, the bird rights. Ali, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Eric, you said it all. I mean, look, we expected for this team to be good this year. Everybody had expectations. But what we saw last night, they jumped out to that 20-4 to early lead, and they just never let off the gas. I know the Nets kind of made a run there at the end of the, end of the second quarter, but that was Kevin Durant. He's the best player in the league. And the Pelicans, they got right back on that horse. When In the past, you know, when, when they used to have big leads and all of a sudden the opponent, you know, closes the gap significantly at halftime, Pelicans used to lose more of those games than win, I feel like. But not last night. They came out of that third quarter and just put the hammer on them. And, and it's just incredible. They look like they're ready for playoff basketball. They look like they've been playing for years. And this was the first time, right, that the starting lineup played together and they actually dominated the net starting group. It, it was it was something to it was it, first of all, it was a joy to watch. It really was. I mean, if you can't get excited watching these guys again, uh, pu- putting out the effort they did. I mean, in, in, I mean, statistically, you look at the you go back and you look the, at, at the box and and you're blown away. First thing that really stuck out to me was the second chance points. When's the last time you see thirty six to four in an NBA game? Almost never. And look, that came close to uh, setting some records. Right, I mean, that shouldn't happen, first of all. But the Pelicans, hey, they showed what they're going to do to teams this year. If you're going to play small against them, guess what? They're going to absolutely slaughter you on the glass, mm-hmm. in the paint. I mean, the Pelicans took more than 20 more, 20 more shots inside the lane. We know the, the rebounding discrepancy was over by 20 rebounds. Yeah. So, look, if, if you want to go, like I said, small play, that modern style, well, you're going to get destroyed. And, and I love that because the team is playing to their strengths, right? We know what Jonas can do after watching him last season. He, yes. He's one of the best big men in the game. And double, double guy every night. He's going to destroy him in the class. <laughs> yeah, and then look, Zion. Finally, everybody, we've been waiting to see mm-hmm. will he return back and be, look like the same guy that he was prior to his injury. Absolutely, and then some. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what, I was so impressed that I thought it was going to take maybe a couple of weeks for me to get in the groove. But I right. think after a few minutes, once, once I think the butterflies or whatever it took evaporated, he was just in attack mode. And I'll tell you what, Ben Simmons, you would know that he's one of the best defenders in the league. Right. We can highlight, you know, six other guys, right? Because I thought that he got abused last night. He got abused. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I, I, poor Ben Simmons. He's taking a beating for t- <laughs> scoring four points. But I'll tell you what, Zion right. really throttled him. And so, yeah, yeah, it's not a good day to be Ben Simmons. No, it's not. But how great was it to watch in the third quarter Brandon Ingram and, Ke- and, 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 uh, and Kevin Durant go head to head? And just see Brandon Ingram catch fire, and I mean, want the uh, demanding the ball, and then the team giving it to him. Then it, it, it was an amazing display of offense going back and forth. Eric, that's my biggest takeaway from the game because we had seen right the bench dominate, right? That we know they're going to score points. Trey Murphy, Jose, on a given night, somebody off the bench is going to give you something, and then we know what CJ can do for you. Zion, he, he resembled the Zion we know, but Bi. I thought he looked even better than the guy we saw finish the season last year, right, where he dominated the playing tournament, the playoffs against the Suns. I thought he looked quicker, stronger, more decisive. And I saw in, in, the, in the first what his first run of eight, nine minutes in the first quarter, defensively he was everywhere, his activity on the glass. It was everything that I think that we've been dreaming of. I mean, if anybody watched opening night and the Boston Celtics went over the 76ers, he resembled completely Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown to me. And that's something that we've been wanting to see, right? Going back to, you know, Stan Van Gundy talking about how if behind Zion want to truly be elite and lead this team somewhere, they're going to have to be two-way players. And I swear, Brandon Ingram looked like he's on the verge of that, if yes. not already achieving it. 
looked like a top 10 player in the league flat out mm-hmm. last night. And you look, I love what, what, what Willie said last night where he talked about we shots and, and the fact mm-hmm. that, again, they share the basketball. Uh, you know, they're moving. Nobody, again, is trying to be a playing hero ball there. Uh, guy, when guys have their spots, they take their spots. How many times did we see that ball move two and three times before somebody took a shot? Exactly. I mean, all 11 guys that played, they each, everyone had at least two assists, finished with 31, only uh, 13 turnovers. So they just this performance was just so thoroughly well executed that I honestly wonder how much better they can get, right? I mean, that was just game one. And they're already yeah. finding each other looking, like I said, they've been on the court forever. Everybody's making the right decisions. And when they do get the ball and have a lane, they're attacking immediately. None of this hesitation stuff, surveying the floor, especially the way Brandon Ingram used to play. Mm-hmm. None of that. They're playing exactly what Willie Green wants, which is quickly get the ball, up the floor, right? That's why they play with a 16-second shot clock throughout training camp. We saw them really, just, their pace destroyed the, the Nets. And then when they were stuck in a half-court offense, boy, they, they made a couple quick passes, like you said. And before you knew it, somebody was in the lane at the rim. I, I, the offense rarely can get better. I mean, they even shot the ball well from three-point line, right? That, that yep. was incredible. See, almost 50%. I mean, so many times you see, again, maybe somebody making a move to the rim. You would think in most NBA it's going to be one-on-one and, and a guy's going to try to go iso ball on somebody, but it didn't happen. I mean, again, they were looking for the open guy who was, again, driving the lane. I mean, this happened over and over again, and it just goes to show you the unselfishness and the basketball IQ of this team. Yeah, they understand where their strengths are. Brandon Ingram, CJ, getting to the mid-range. Um, Zion, of course, getting to the rim. So I loved all the actions they involved Zion, for instance, where they had him on the move, and then they quickly threw it to him in the post, which I didn't understand the defense they played on him. Way too soft, one-on-one against Ben Simmons. But, yeah, Eric, everything they did just, just, just screamed high IQ basketball because they took nothing but high-percentage shots for them. I'm glad they only shot the ball 26 times for the three-point range because outside yep. CJ and Trey, really, there's no three-point shooters on this team that you can really trust night in, night out. I'm sure True. Devontae will have his games, Brandon too, but for the most part, no. They know where their bread's buttered, and that's in the lane. So I love that also Jonas, right, they got him involved and him making plays. I think that's going to be something we're going to get to see. So this is as talented as the starting five I think we've ever seen. I think that's where we're, where we're headed here Eric, with this conversation. Offensively, this team's going to be able to score 120, 130 points when they feel like it most nights. Yep, yep. And then, and then, of course, you know, um, you know, how is how is uh, Valanciunas and and um, and Zion going to coexist in the paint? Uh, look, that that court was spread out. They they can coexist. And and then, of course, Brandon and 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 um, and, and Zion on on the court at the same time. That wasn't an issue. And then again, the way that that Willie used his lineup and and, and went in with, with again certain guys coming in, playing with other guys. Uh, how can you say anything? You can't. It's hard to say anything negative at all about that performance last night. Offensively, no, not at all. Defensively, I, I saw some issues. Right, I, I thought that Zion's defense was honestly kind of lacking compared to the other guys. Where he was caught flat-footed, and uh, but, that, I but thought the effort was there, though. I thought oh, his effort, the effort was, was there. there. The glass. What about him on the glass, Eric? He was aggressively trying to grab those mm-hmm. rebounds, um, especially defensive rebounds. That's where I think the Pelicans are going to need some help this year. Because Valanciunas is going to be out there um, playing more than say 28 minutes a game, so it's going to be on the other guys to grab those boards. And really, Zion's the most uh, equipped to do it. 
So, yeah, I, like I said, I'm not trying to critique too much at all because there's nothing really to critique. But the offense, I think that's where, like I said, that's where this team's going to be really dominant. They mm-hmm. can be a top-five offense, which everybody thinks they can. Well, they're going to be one of the best teams in the league because all the defense has to do is just be adequate most nights. And last night, they were, they were better than that. So, hey, maybe we're in store for another surprise. Maybe this team, honestly, going to surprise us and be one of the best teams in the league as soon as this year. We don't know. But it looks like they might. I, I, really, I don't know how they can't be unless they get beset by injuries. And that's why I mentioned yeah. to you last week, and I mentioned it again this week, you know, if I'm Willie Green, I'm trying to go deep into that bench. And he said it last week. Again, he's going to try this week. He's going to try to go 10 deep. He might go deeper. Uh, but we saw it last night. They went 11 deep. Uh, what was it? Um, Daniels had three three minutes at the end. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you can get Zion, if you get Brandon, if you get your starting five, okay, where you can get them playing 25 to 28 minutes and you don't put the wear and tear on them all season long, they're going to be healthy down the stretch. And it seems like, depending on the matchups, you have the quality depth that you can mix and match and, and maybe not put too much of a burden on that starting five. Exactly. With the style, the way, how hard and how fast they want to play. And then we know injuries nowadays, they just happen. Best way to avoid them is by not destroying your, your starting five. And, and I loved it. 31 minutes, I think, was tops for both B.I. and C.J. Nobody yep. else really hit even the 30-minute mark. And, and that's what we talked about all preseason, even before that. That's what we wanted to see because we thought this team actually had depth for the first time. And sure enough, Trey Murphy, I mean, he looked like a most improved player candidate with that oh, performance. Man. Yeah, even defensively. And then yep. talk about his work on the boards. In 24 minutes, he grabbed nine rebounds. So mm-hmm. I loved his decision-making. I like how Jose Alvarado, he quietly had a good game. Uh, nice. And then Larry Nance, I, I love what Larry Nance Steady. brings to you. He got burned on one play by Claxton because he overplayed Durant on the baseline in the corner to where Claxton had an easy drive to the rim. Guess what? Didn't happen again. So it's, it, I love, like you said, the IQ of this team, the, the ability, the IQ, the talent, it is all there with these guys, and they love one another. So, you know, that's going to even up them some more. Speaking of Claxton, how many how many how many steps do you get to the rim now? <laughs> I mean, I saw one play; he didn't take a dribble and took four steps. I mean, I'm like, yeah, and I'm Kevin like, okay, Durant you, had you, you took two steps and another calls. euro. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was, there, it, there were some yeah. calls in that game. They were, and, and it had me scratching my head too. But look, we were complaining a little bit that the Pels didn't get to the free throw line, right? Think of how many shots, especially they in the had first half, game. right? Yeah, in the first half, and then, and sure enough, it seemed like the referees figured that out because suddenly the Pels started getting the whistle right there at the start of the third quarter. So things worked out really well for the Pels last night. I mean, think about it, though, um, uh, Ali. When, when you got the discrepancy that this team had in, uh, in terms of rebounds, 61 to 39, how are you not getting to the line? Yeah, and I'm hoping that because Zion was obviously frustrated. I think he was, we yep. caught him talking to the referees in that first half like four times, I want to say. And sure enough, replay showed him get hit on at least three of those. The one that didn't count was where I think ben, he went by Ben Simmons. They called a tripper push when actually Ben didn't touch him. But yes. overall, you're right. There was contact, and they, they weren't calling it. But honestly, they weren't calling it for the Nets either, and that's what I like because that's one thing I worry about. You get referees with that whistle. Suddenly Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, they're at the free throw line each ten times, and you don't, wanna, you want, you don't want that to happen either. Well, Zion's going to have the you know the same problems that Shaquille O'Neal had. He's just so big and so yeah. physical uh, that he's just again he's going to get beat up and not going to get the calls. I mean, Shaq went through it through his t- entire career uh, because he was just such a such a big brute. And 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 I think Zion's going to have the same issues. 
He's going to because, look, referees, they're not exactly eyeballing everything all at once, or they're trying to watch everything at once, so they can't focus on, on just, like, say, a, a person driving and where the opponent's hands are and stuff like that. So when Zion's going and he doesn't, his body doesn't move in any direction, doesn't flinch, doesn't hesitate because of contact, well, the referees are going to miss that. And that's exactly, like you said, happened to Shaq because it looks like, honestly, well, the, guy's, the big guy's not reacting at all, right? He, he's not being deviated from his line of attack, why call? Why blow the whistle? Because we, I don't think he's getting hit, right? So that's what the probably yep. referees are looking and thinking when they're seeing Zion's drive. But hopefully that'll change, right? Because he deserves the respect and the benefit of the doubt. And I think we'll see it. I think if this team starts, it really continues to play well, and Zion is a little demonstrative, because that's one thing that always bothered me. You can't be too quiet in the league, and that was a problem with B.I. and Zion yep. early on. True. It didn't talk enough. You've got to make the referees aware. I think this year we're going to see it, because I even saw Willie Green uh, yelling up for a few foul calls on the, uh, on the bench, and I think it worked, mm-hmm. because like, it's, like we said, Pelicans start getting to the free throw line in the second half. Magnificent performance by the Pels for an opening night, and uh, the best is yet to come. Tell us about your fantastic site where people should be flocking to, pun intended. Tell us all about it. Yeah, thanks, Eric. We're going to be busy writing, talking about a lot of good basketball because I think that's what's in store for this team. So follow us along, and you can read all our articles, and we're going to have another podcast in the next day or two over at SB Nations, all one word, www.thebirdrights.com. And I'm telling you what, guys, if you're not paying attention to this team, like Eric said at the start, you've got to. And even if you're not fans, I'll tell you what, the Pelicans should draw you in because they played the most exciting brand of basketball. And I think that's going to continue all season long. It's contagious, man. I'm telling you. Uh, Type of ball they play, contagious on the court, contagious to the fan base. Looking forward to it. Uh, At Ali Cassell on Twitter. Ali, thanks for your uh, contribution each and every week. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, Eric. Have a good one. There he goes. I'm telling you, best we got. Ali Cassell uh, does a great job with, uh, with, with the bird rights. All right. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator for your home or your business, uh, Burkhardt has you covered. That's right. Um, first of all, they take care of everything for you. they got a dedicated generator team that takes care of permits, inspection, planning, all of it. And then, of course, Jason Burkhardt will come out to your home or business, sit down with you, and, uh, and discuss, again, um, what you're looking for in terms of generator. Not trying to sell you, just trying to educate you. And then you come to an agreement, you put, put you on the calendar for a single-day install. That means you get a single-day install. Burkhardt has generators at their compound in Mandeville ready to be installed in your home or your business. Finance that over time with low monthly notes or pay it up front. Uh, also, again, new install quality check after one, after one month. They do that for everything they install for you. And then 24-7, 365 emergency service with all the parts you need stocked at their warehouse. And, of course, maintaining that generator for you uh, year-round as well. Looking for a generator for your home or business? Generac Generators are, again, uh, the brand. And, of course, Burkhardt is the, is, the, is the team. Make sure you give them a call. Go to acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. 
Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeadInsAgency.com. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-813-8757 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-813-8757. That's 800-813-8757. What do you have to lose? Call 800-813-8757. Again, 800-813-8757. Miss Walker, right? Abigail. Abigail Walker. Tonight, the all-new CW series. Where's our cargo headed? Where you think? Ah! Independence. Walker Independence. The only witness to my husband's murderous death. It's not safe for any of us. Critics are raving. Excellent. Compelling. Next Western among the all-time greats. It doesn't bother you? Bearing a man whose life you ended? The all-new CW series. I can live with it if it's justified. Walker Independence. Tonight. Tonight at 8 on NOAA 38. The CW. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Oceana Grill. Mambo's. Old New Orleans Cookery. And, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Don't forget about the Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. Oceana's got you covered with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Everybody else, lunch and dinner. Cocktails. Come on, man. You're looking for a late place to eat. You're looking for a great place to eat. It's the Oceana family of restaurants. Get out there and enjoy a meal and a cocktail today. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. We'll be right back. 
join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Miss Walker, right? Abigail. Abigail Walker. Tonight, the all-new CW series. Where's our cargo headed? Where you think? Ah! Independence. Walker. Independence. The only witness to my husband's murder is dead. It's not safe for any of us. Critics are raving. Excellent. Compelling. Next Western among the all-time greats. It doesn't bother you? Bearing a man whose life you ended? The all-new CW series. I can live with it if it's justified. Walker Independence. Tonight. Tonight at 8 on NOLA 38. The CW. Toxic drinking water at Camp Lejeune. If you or someone you know were stationed at or around Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987, you were likely exposed to toxic drinking water. If you were diagnosed with cancer or another serious condition, you may be entitled to significant compensation, serving those who have served us. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. 444-4444. Steve DeBosier, New Orleans. LA 22 
Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Castro with you until 6 o'clock. Thanks so much for being there. Uh, what a great show so far. Um, we had Gary Smith, who's the foremost expert on Tulane, come in, join us in our first uh, segment. Um, and, uh, of course, he also talked a little bit about the Saints. That's why Gary's just, you know, again, he'll be more, he'll be a, a, um, a regular guest on, on our TV show because he has the ability to talk you know, more than just who he's covering. And then Alec Lassell, who does a great job covering the Pels, man. Uh, and uh, what, a, what a game it was for the Pelicans last night. Again, they're on TNT on Friday night against Charlotte. So we'll be able to check that out. Ross Jackson, uh, will join us at 515. Renee Nato at com will join us at 535 uh, this half hour. Uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports tonight. Uh, Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, came down from Baton Rouge. He joined me on the show this afternoon. Uh, so tonight, 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Ash on Twitter, Eric Ash on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. That'll be up this evening. Always on the WLETV YouTube page and always at ericasher.com. Remember, our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. And, of course, you're listening to 106.1 FM Nash Icon, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Uh, today's program is brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And, of course, we told you a little bit about Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant in the first hour, a little bit about Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, but I love to come to this portion of the program because uh, Oceana Grill is near and dear to my heart. I mean, I did a live remote at Oceana for almost, I don't know, 10, 12 years, and uh, I loved going there on a Thursday. Uh, the, the, the crew there was second to none from, again, front of the house to the back of the house, uh, the bartenders, the the waiters and waitresses, the guy, the, the chefs and the cooks back in the uh, uh, back back in the uh, in the kitchen to again the office staff up up, up top uh, on the second floor. Uh, just a delight to be around those folks. They are people who truly love what they do. And I've told you this before. You know, look, you get a chance to work in an Oceana family of restaurant, you jump at it because one thing they do is. Again, they create careers for, 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 their, for their employees. You have the ability to be able to move up. So many people I've seen that have had a chance to be able to, again, may start as a waiter, smart, starting again in, in, in the kitchen, maybe even washing dishes, and they work their way up again to manager, or they work their way up in, in, into, in, in, into the, the, the management portion of one of their other restaurants. So, again, there's always a way to be able to be upwardly mobile within the Oceana family of restaurants. They groom Again, the next generation of restaurateurs there. Uh, and they do a fantastic job. The menu is second to none. They was voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor, which means, again, when you walk in, there's a selection of something for everyone on that menu. The breakfast is outstanding. I mean, outstanding. You know, not just the world-famous crepes that are made in a 100-year crepe pan, but, again, eggs, grits, sausage, bacon. Uh, you know, uh, you want to get pancakes. I mean, uh, you know, uh, the, the, their little spin on, 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 different, uh, on different types of breakfast that, that's on that menu are, are second to none. Uh, just delicious, absolutely delicious. Folks flock to Oceana for their breakfast. It's that good. And then, of course, breakfast is from 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. Lunch starts at 10 a.m. and goes all the way to 4 p.m. And the dinner, dinner service is from 4 p.m. until 1 a.m. until the party stops. And, of course, that means Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for both lunch and dinner for you. And then, again, something for everyone on the menu because, look, I just use my daughter as an example. She's a finicky eater. I mean, it has been so – for our entire lifetime, we go to, when we go to dinner with her, everybody's like, okay – What's she going to get? What's she going to get? And, and again, as soon as we went to Oceano, immediately found something she likes. 
So something again, even even the most finicky eater in your in your group will find something at Oceania they'll love. And then the cocktails, magnificent cocktails. Uh, look, have you tried their uh, the, the, the their Bloody Mary before? Okay, well again, uh, get get the get the the full blown Bloody Mary uh, that that has all the seafood on it, uh, and uh, it's a meal in itself. Uh, but the cocktails are amazing. Uh, done by again some of the great mixologists we have in the city. Uh, they got an authentic French Quarter courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. It's even dog friendly. Uh, and then they have five private rooms for your next event. They use that for overflow on days where they don't have an event. But when they do, oh, they blow it out for you. First of all, the crew that puts on the event, uh, again, they love what they do, and and, and it shows. Um, also, the food you pick the menu, uh, the cocktails, again, the magnificent. Uh, um, um, Mixologists back there mixing them up for you. You need music. You got music. Whatever you want to do. Uh, the five private rooms are there. They can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests. You make your choice on what room you'd like to use or rooms. Or you can even do it in, in their authentic French Quarter courtyard. But it's a blast. And then you're just skeps off Bourbon Street. And not that far from Frenchman Street if you want to keep the party going after your party has ended. Uh, it's a family-friendly experience, though. Uh, a place where you can uh, get together with friends or, again, uh, or again, maybe you're trying to close that business deal. Maybe, again, going out to celebrate an event, doing it at Oceana Grill. It's the best time off Bourbon Street. Open 8 a.m. until 1, 1 a.m. daily. It's Oceana Grill. Again, the mothership, part of the Oceana family of, of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. The Beta Brothers have done a fantastic job. Uh, taking restaurants that had failed, taking buildings that, that were that, that were falling apart, or again just a, just a nuisance to the city, and turn them in, in, into again fantastic restaurants and bars all around. Get out there and enjoy uh, a meal or a cocktail at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. You'll be glad you did. All right, um, coming up in just a couple seconds, it is it is Ross Jackson of um, of Locked On Saints podcast, also uh, Saints Wire, as well as the. Uh, uh, the, the uh, of course, CrestedSports.com and Ken Trahan and his group. Uh, Ross does just a fantastic job. Uh, analytics, you want to know about it, he's got you covered. Uh, breaking down film each and every week. Uh, he always seems to give us a tidbit that maybe we didn't know. And I've said this before, his podcast, jump on it, man, because I'm telling you, it's great information all the time. You're finding out if you're a Saints fan, you're finding out things maybe, again, you didn't know. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why, again, he's had this meteoric rise within, within New Orleans media. He does a fantastic job. And he joins us each and every week at this time. Ross Jackson joins us now. Ross, how are you, buddy? Hey, buddy. Doing great. Doing great. Glad to be here with you, man. Thanks for having me on. Glad to have you as well. As well. Let's start out. Let's, we can go back and talk about last week again. But let's concentrate on it since it's game day on tonight. Yeah. And the matchup between again the Saints and the Cardinals, and and first of all, talk about this Cardinal team, strengths, weaknesses, and then and then how the Saints match up. Yeah, so uh, this Cardinals team on the offensive side is one that loves to throw the ball. They take about ninety-three percent of their snaps from the shotgun. They're not a heavy run team. They are air raid through and through the Cliff Kingsbury way. Uh, so that is exactly what you're looking for when it comes to this. Uh, Arizona Cardinals team first and 10 all the way down to fourth and one they're probably going to be throwing the football now they can run they've got some uh, you know a pretty good kind of collection of running backs over there but the real rushing threat of course is Kyler Murray something you will to have to work on putting a cap on with dealing with the uh, the young and very mobile quarterback and on the defensive side they're not a super uh, stingy defense at all, but they haven't allowed uh, over 23 points so far this season, but I believe once. 
And so that's going to be, you know, a, a kind of key thing to watch is can the New Orleans Saints get three touchdowns and, and a field goal or four touchdowns uh, in this game? They're the number seven rushing defense in the NFL. So they're one that's going to look to try to force you into throwing the ball. But hey, last week the Saints went up against the number seven rushing defense in the NFL at that time in the Cincinnati Bengals, and they ran for over 220 yards. So expect the Saints to still focus on utilizing their run game against this Arizona Cardinals defense. Let's talk a little bit about the defensive line. Again, if if there has been a disappointment this year, it's been the defensive line. Look, the, the secondary has been injured. Uh, the, the linebackers, I think, have played pretty well. But the defensive line, for the most part, has been fairly healthy, uh, and, and yet they have not consistently put pressure on the passer nor, again, stopped the run. Now, look, I get it when a passer like, like Geno and, and, and also Burrow last week is getting the ball out in 2.9 seconds. It's tough. Uh, but, again, they, they weren't even close. I mean, I saw Lyle Collins just ripping on, on Cam Jordan today, mm-hmm. totally disrespecting him, which, again, frustrated me to no end uh, because he's the one guy that, again, for the most part showed up, even though, again, last week he didn't play that well. What, what are you seeing when you turn on the tape with this defense? Yeah, I think you look at the New Orleans State's defensive line, and one of the big things is that you're not getting a lot of push in the middle. So the defensive interior, guys like David Onyemata, Malcolm Roach just recently made his return, Shai Tuttle. That defensive interior was a spot that we asked a lot of questions about going into the season, and so far they haven't really been able to answer uh, those questions. So that's the first part. And, and, and the reason why that's important is because if you want to get pressure on a quarterback and make them make bad decisions, get pressure directly right up the middle, right in their face as quickly as possible. Get that immediate pressure from the defensive interior. Now, easier said by me than done by them in all cases. But that's why that's important or in the passing, in, in the, the pass rushing game in particular. On the edges, what we're seeing is winning on the defensive line. For instance, last week, Marcus Davenport had a 40% win percentage or win rate during this game, one of the highest in the NFL but couldn't finish plays, couldn't get to the quarterback. So it's one thing to win at the line of scrimmage. It's another thing to get a sack or get a hit or uh, pressure a quarterback. The third thing that I would point out, especially last week, is that there were a couple of instances in which they got there, the New Orleans Saints defense, and that's their front seven, right? You had two sacks with DeMario Davis, for instance. There were a couple of instances where the Saints did get there on Joe Burrow, but couldn't bring him down. They couldn't finish the play. They couldn't get the tackle. And one of those plays turned into seven points for the Cincinnati Bengals because Joe Burrow was able to escape, get free up the middle, and then effectively walk in on uh, walk in for a touchdown. So those are the three big things. You want that interior push to disrupt the passing game and to disrupt the timing of the passing game. You want to convert wins on the defensive line, on those reps, into sacks. And when you get there, you need to be able to finish when you get to the quarterback. One issue has been tackling. Again, that's something that is, that is, that is foreign to this team. It's been a very good tackling team, a swarming tackling team. Uh, they're not doing it this year. They played a lot of zone last week. When you play the zone, you got to be able to again, uh, get there and tackle and, and make sure you secure the tackle. They didn't do that consistently. And, of course, we saw some big plays out of that. What's been the issue with the tackling? Look, you're six weeks in now. You can't, you can't say that we didn't tackle during preseason and camp when you're six weeks in. At some point, again, that excuse doesn't fly. Yeah, at this point, there is no excuse. I mean, either you're tackling well or you're not. The Saints simply aren't tackling well. And there's a couple of different reasons why that could be the case, but I don't think any of it is for lack of effort from the coaching staff or anything like that. It's just about translating what's happening in practice out onto the football field. If you can't do that, you're not going to win games, and that's perhaps one of the most important things that we never talk about. 
is what's being worked on in the practice field and the ability to translate that to the football field. It's a boring conversation, but it's an important one. And so for the New Orleans Saints and their defense who's struggling with tackling, it's not necessarily a situation to where you're, you're looking at it and they're taking bad angles or you're looking at it and they're you know, lacking in fundamentals and things like that. The fact of the matter is that they're not getting there in some cases, and simply when they get there, they haven't been able to finish the plays. And so really the only thing that you can do is finish the play. And so, you know, they had 10 missed tackles last week. Hopefully that's enough to kind of rub into their minds a little bit about, you know, the, about getting tackling down and, and, and the way that it has bitten them in the butt. We've heard it every single week so far after the game that tackling was an issue, tackling was a big issue, tackling caused something. We saw a 67-yard catch and run by LaVisca Chenault in Carolina. That was the product of two missed tackles. We saw a 60-yard touchdown by Jamar Chase last week. That was the product of two missed tackles. So those are the situations where you simply have to clean that up and you have to be better. Let's talk about offense. And I was, again, I was very critical of, of Pete Carmichael this week uh, about the way he called the game on, on Sunday. You know, nine touches for, for Taysom Hill. Four of those were, were, were he was throwing, throwing the football after, again, really dominating the week before. And, and, again, you know, a lot of people blamed it on the fact that he was the backup quarterback. And Carmichael came out and dismissed that in his press conference this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't understand, again, when you're down on the stars that they have, with Olave Landry and, and Thomas out last week with, uh, again, um, um, with, with Troutman going out uh, with, with the injury, why you didn't concentrate on having more Kamara and, and Taysom Hill. Uh, you know, look, I, I give a lot of credit to Mark Ingram. He ran the ball hard, but maybe if that's Taysom Hill, those are game breakers, okay? Maybe he's, you know, breaking one for a long one or breaking it for a touchdown. I, I just didn't understand the mindset there. What were your thoughts as this was, was transpiring? Yeah, it was probably the most surprising part of the, the game on Sunday was just how little Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara saw attention in, in the second half. And really... Over the course of this season, it, we should point out Alvin Kamara hasn't scored a touchdown so far this season, which is unacceptable. That's I crazy. mean, six games yeah. in, right? And so you look and see where he's gotten most of his touchdowns over the course of his career. You look at the you know, 17 touchdown seasons, the, the 15 touchdown seasons, all of that. The majority of his touchdowns would come in the red zone. So far, Alvin Kamara has five catches for six yards in the red zone and about six runs for eight yards in, in the red zone. So they're not giving him a lot of touches there and when they do it's it's so far been ineffective but you can't go away from it you know what works and so i think that that's something that the saints will look to get right today because they're kind of running out of time but they know that there were ways to put points on the board and Taysom hill and alvin Kamara have been a big part of that so you know as as we're talking about it of course they're seeing it as well and so it's just going to be interesting to see if they're able to get that going now here in week seven off of a short week of practice but it, it was probably one of my biggest question marks coming out of the game. Rashid Shahid, I understand. He had the big 44-yard jet sweep, all of that. But he was, you know, an undrafted free agent rookie playing in his first ever game, was probably in, only in so many packages, and that's why he only saw nine snaps. That part I get. But Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara have been a part of your offense. And in many cases this season have been your offense. So why go away from them? And, okay. and, and you know, the idea that, oh, you had to get away from the run game because – of, you know, you need to pass to get back into the game. That just didn't exist for the Saints until the final two minutes of the game. So there was no reason for the previous, let's say, 28 minutes of the second half to go away from all that. Look, injuries are a valid excuse, but at some point, again, like, again, the, the entire league is injured. 
Uh, they're not out of this by any stretch. If you look at, the, again, just the 11 to 16 teams having three or four losses in the NFC, and you look at the NFC standings where the Saints are just, well, you know, one, one game behind uh, Atlanta and Tampa leading of the uh, division with three and three. But at, at some point... Uh, you got to quit uh, getting uh, getting the self-inflicted wounds. You got to have a little bit of uh, imagination and guts on offense, especially in the red zone, where, again, last week they didn't, but previously they had had done pretty well in the red zone. And defensively, you know, again, it it comes down to, again, just the fundamentals. You got to be able to tackle and, I mean, uh, and and not have these self-inflicted wounds. With all that said, they're not out of this. Right. Yeah, absolutely. They're not. I mean, like you mentioned, they're only one game out of the, uh, the NFC South at the moment. And their issues, their the, the things that have been that have been troubling them so far this season, they're all fixable. They're all diagnosable. They're all fixable because we're really just talking about good football. What are we talking about? Not turning the ball over, which they did a good job of last week. Not committing penalties. They did a good job of that last week. So they, they fixed two of those things last week. Let's see if we can carry over into the next game. But you're talking about tackling. You're talking about finishing drives. You're talking about leaning on your playmakers. You're talking about taking risks. That's just good football. And so this New Orleans Saints team absolutely has everything that it needs. Even with Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry down tonight, they have everything that they need tonight to win. They have everything that they need moving forward to continue winning as they go through. And the, the tough stretch of the, of the calendar that we looked at preseason doesn't look as tough anymore because they don't play a team right now that has a winning record until much later in the season. At this point, right. obviously that yeah. will change. But mm-hmm. – they have the ammunition that they need to be able to get back in, into all of this. It, 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 it's literally just playing better football, and they can start right. that tonight. Attention to detail, something that, that yep. Peyton preached every single day, and this team is lacking. Also lacking that juice on, on defense. You know, Look, you know I've been the one waving the flag for Quan and, and, and C.J. Gardner-Johnson the entire offseason. I thought it was a bad move not re-signing Quan uh, and, and not bringing Gardner-Johnson back. And, again, just for the intangible, no matter anything else, the intangible mm-hmm. of the juice they brought. This defense looks like, it again, it lacks what they brought to the table. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that there's, there's, there's a couple of different versions of that, right? There's sort of the swagger conversation, but there's a sense of urgency conversation. And I think the Saints right now can start to develop and have started to develop this sense of urgency. They just need to translate it out onto the field. So I think that becomes a big piece. They're going to be adding to their roster tonight Alante Taylor, the mm-hmm. rookie that they drafted in the second round. Maybe he can be that guy. He talked about it, bringing a little bit of juice to the Saints defense. And we've seen all it takes is one right personality on the defense to give that. Let's see if maybe he can be that guy. If not, you're looking to your veteran leaders to bring some kind of juice back to this defense where it all kind of starts and ends with Demario Davis. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see him become the guy that brings a different level of motivation or a different type of motivation, but still the same level of motivation back to that defense if they can get things right. You always look to the captains when, th- when things are going bad, and that's when they have to mm-hmm. step up. There's no doubt about it. I, I get the feeling that they want to obviously need to win tonight, but they want to get to this mini buy, and they're hoping that they can start to get the injured players back on the on the end on on the back end of that, so that we'll start to see this team, uh, you know, more full strength, you know, especially on offense where they've just been decimated by injuries, and in the mm-hmm. secondary. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, that becomes a big big piece of what they're looking to do here, uh, here in the near future. You got a ten day break in between this game and the next game. And hopefully before that next game, which will be just before Halloween night, that'll be against the Raiders uh, here in New Orleans, they'll be looking at bringing back guys like Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, potentially uh, Jameis Winston, who 
is healthy enough to be the emergency third quarterback. So that's mm-hmm. already a good sign. You give him 10 days of rest, and then you know, then at least you have him healthy so you can evaluate which quarterback you're going to move forward with uh, for the rest of the season or, or after this week. And so uh, I, I think getting the, the three of them back, or let's say the two of them, and Michael Thomas and, and Jarvis Landry, and then being able to make the decision around uh, Jameis Winston. Hopefully they're able to get Andrews Pete back as well, who's – Peck injury isn't as bad as they as as originally anticipated. It's just a peck strain, so he's a little bit more week to week than anything else. But we also know that the Saints have been very cautious around injury recovery and return time so far this season. The, no, the, on the defensive side, getting Marshawn Lattimore back, of course, would be huge. You would hope that yes. one player wouldn't impact your defensive unit as much as it has, but not having Marshawn Lattimore was a, a clear issue for the Saints team last week. And so I think you want to you know, get him back as quickly as possible as well. But you get those guys back before this kind of stretch run here toward the back half of the season, and at least then you have the pieces together so that you can start to put together the the, the improvements that you need. Look, you, you quit – you quit killing yourself with self-inflicted mistakes. You get healthy. Again, the, the standings show you're not out of this. Again, mm-hmm. you, you can be poised for a run, but you've got to be able to get it done and, uh, and do get it done consistently. Hopefully they'll, they'll turn this around starting tonight with Arizona. Always a pleasure, my friend. Look forward to our conversation each and every week. Let the folks know about everything you're involved in and how they can follow you on social media. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can keep up with everything that I'm doing uh, most easily on Twitter at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N-O-L-A. You can find the Locked on Saints podcast wherever you, uh, wherever your favorite podcast provider, as well as on YouTube. And, of course, the weekly write-ups over at CrescentCitySports.com and more over at uh, USAToday.SaintsWire.com as well. Eric, always a pleasure to be here with you, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Ross. Have a great weekend. Uh, again, hopefully the Saints come out with a win tonight. You got it. There he goes. Ross Jackson, again, uh, does a great job uh, covering the New Orleans Saints. All right, don't forget about um, my friends over at Southern Tire, Hickory Airline in Metairie, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. I don't care where you live. Uh, it's worth the drive to Hickory and Airline to get taken care of by the Piazza family. Largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. Before you go spending money at any of, the, uh, of again, the chain tire stores, the national brands, go, keep your money local. Go with the local guy. Uh, that's been doing it since 1972. Uh, that's Southern Tire. They have wheels and tires up to 30 inches. They make it easy for you now. You go to southerntire.com, and, and, and you literally go online, choose the tires you want, put in the order. They'll be ready for you when you pull in to, to, mount, them, to mount them for you, uh, balance them for you, and get you back on the road. Uh, when it comes to keeping your vehicle on the road, ASC certified technicians. And, of course, the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, you get at Southern Tire, and I've said it before, uh, from the high-speed balancing to the lift and leveling kits. Uh, all, and, and, of course, uh, you know, uh, they, they have even more diagnostic equipment than you get at the dealership. Uh, Tony Piazza has, has invested in that and, again, has paid dividends for, for Southern Tire and their customers. Uh, remember, financing available, wheels and tires of the 30 inches. Uh, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. SouthernTire.com is the website. And, of course, uh, owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 106.1 Nash Icon. 
or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Mucinex DM. Say goodbye to retaking medicine every few hours. Buy Mucinex DM to get cough and chest congestion relief for three times longer than typical four-hour cough and chest congestion medicines. That's three times longer relief for chest congestion and cough. Nothing lasts longer. Among OTC, cough and cold medicines use as directed. Look out for an accident on 10 eastbound at Crowder, and your delays are going to be solid if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from Loyola to Power, and then delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to Crowder. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound from Bonneville to the airport. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are solid from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge, and on the eastbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Also, be mindful of an accident on the 610 eastbound at Canal Boulevard. Look out for an accident on 10 eastbound right at the Poydras exit. And look out for delays heavy if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection as delays stretch from Stumpf Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Also delays are solid if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. Ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harrahan. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Miss Walker, right? Abigail. Abigail Walker. Tonight, the all-new CW series. Where's our cargo headed? Where do you think? Yeah. 
Independence. Walker. Independence. The only witness to my husband's murderous debt. It's not safe for any of us. Critics are raving. Excellent. Compelling. Next Western among the all-time greats. It doesn't bother you? Bearing a man whose life you ended? The all-new CW series. I can live with it if it's justified. Walker Independence. Tonight. Tonight at 8 on NOLA 38. The CW. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are looking for a company you can trust with your air conditioning heating system, looking for that standby generator for your home or your business, that APCO whole home air treatment system, again, maybe, maybe again, you're looking for, again, electrical help, uh, Burkhardt has you covered. They're your one-stop shop. If you're looking for a new system, Burkhardt has authorized itself some of the top brands in the industry. And, of course, Nate certified technicians with 15 trucks in the field and 30-minute courtesy call. Uh, again, their service at the sale is second to none. Go with the pros. Go with the company I've gone with for decades. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Thanks to Ross Jackson for joining us on the program. Renee Nato is just a couple seconds away from CrestedSports.com. Of course, our program today is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, and, of course, um, uh, Mambo's uh, and, uh, man, I'm, uh, I've told you before, I'm excited about Mambo's. I have been since I walked through it the first time uh, when, when Remy Bader said, come check out the new restaurant. And I got a chance to do the tour. And you walk into the restaurant. As you walk in, these beautiful picture windows overlook Bourbon Street. So, again, if you want to sit close and you want to kind of watch the craziness on Bourbon Street, you can do that. A bar right there in the middle of, 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 the, um, of, of, the, of the dining room. There's a beautiful dining room. There's barge boards that, that have been uh, reclaimed. Uh, the, the restaurant's just absolutely beautiful. And, and then you take the elevator. Or you, go, you go straight to the back if you'd like, and you can, you can uh, dine or, or, or have cocktails in an authentic French Quarter courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Take the elevator to the second floor. As the doors open, you've got a beautiful bar right there. And then to your left, uh, seating. Uh, and then, and then you can, you got a bur- you got a Bourbon Street balcony that you can party on, you can you can dine on, uh, and then of course you take the elevator to the third floor, and it's Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Just fantastic sight lines, a lot, lot of fun. And I haven't even talked about the Cajun Creole cuisine, which is fantastic. The menu, which, again, is eclectic. Uh, magnificent cocktails made by, again, some of the greatest mixologists we have in the city of New Orleans, bar none. Uh, uh, you know, again, uh, there's so many things you can do in just one place. Uh, it's just, again, a, a, a great vibe, a great the, the ambiance. Lunch and dinner served seven days a week. And then, of course, right next door, is the hideout bar where you have live music in a courtyard setting. You have food, drink, and, again, a, a lot of fun right there. And, the, again, the 400 block of Bourbon Street, 411 to be exact. Hey, you want to make your next New Orleans memory? You want to make your next Bourbon Street memory? Make it at Mambo's. You want to find out more, go to mambonola.com. That's mambonola.com. Again, uh, just a fantastic time at Mambo's and the hideout bar in the 400 block of Bourbon Street. And uh, the Bader's. Uh, the Beta Brothers have done a great job. They took a strip club that was getting constantly closed down, prostitution, uh, drug abuse, pimps, you name it. Uh, once it got shut down by the state, they went in. Uh, they totally did a total redo of the entire building, added that rooftop bar to it, and it's a spectacular addition to Bourbon Street. It's what Bourbon Street should be. Okay, it's what Bourbon Street should be. When you talk about a great restaurant, great times, good cocktails, and, of course, you can do that at uh, Mambo's and the Hideout Bar. All right, joining us on the program now, good friend of this program. Uh, you know, we got a lot of guys out there who know a lot about sports. And um, 
the guy I got coming on now is an encyclopedia of sports. I, I compare him to, again, I say this all the time, to Jude Young. Both those guys write for CrestedSports.com. Uh, both guys have, have, a, have a, a keen um, uh, knowledge of, again, the history of, of, of sports in our, in, in, our, in our state, but also, again, can break it down with anybody. Rene Nato joins us from CrestedSports.com. Rene, how are you, buddy? Eric, how are you doing? I guess if you've been doing this long enough, and I've been doing this 40, 43 or 44 years, yeah. I guess, you learn something. I don't know, and just sometimes you retain a couple of things. But, uh, you know, I guess I've been doing this so long, I don't know what else to do. Well, I tell you what, when you've been doing it so long and doing it well, and when you start talking about getting into the 40-year mark, that's legendary, my brother. So, again, uh, to do it, and, and not just, again, just writing about it, but also calling games, uh, you know, again, being color commentator. Uh, you know, I, I love when I get a chance to hear you, again, be a color commentator on, on, on football because, especially when it's the local teams, because you give us more than what other, uh, uh, again, um, color commentators do. You know about the high school. You break, you break everything down. I mean, uh, again, you get a little bit of a history lesson about the player when, when you're behind the mic. Well, I appreciate that, Eric, and, I, and I've always enjoyed that and enjoyed my, my doing my games on ESPN and everywhere else I've been able, fortunate enough to do it. And, and, uh, and it's been a nice ride, so I've uh, cer- certainly enjoyed it. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I wanted to bring you on today. Um, again, this is just such a big time. Uh, for collegiate football in, in our state right now, but especially, again, when you talk about what's going on w- with Tulane and then the resurgence now of LSU, which is on the cusp of the top 25, Tulane in the top 25. And, and talk a little about the Green Wave. Uh, again, it's 6-1, and 3-0 and in the AAC, and, uh, again, knocking on, on a possibility of an AAC championship and, and, and maybe a big-time bowl game as well. Well, you know, a lot of it has to do with, with the success and the uh, maturation of Michael Pratt who's completing over 67% of his passes, over 1,560 yards, 11 touchdowns, and only three interceptions. Ty J. Spears, I would say uh, what he does for that team is the most valuable uh, player in college football in the state of Louisiana. He's averaging almost five yards a carry, and he's eight touchdowns this season so far. Uh, but Michael Pratt has done a really good job. He's been helped by a, a, an improved offensive line, which was aided by a, a pair of transfer, college transfers, uh, Transfer portal guys, Princeton Pines, and um, and from Sam Houston State and and Kanan Ray from Colorado, both guards have really solidified that offensive line, and they joined Clay Brooks and, and Rashad Green, and of course, Sincere Haynesworth, who I think is the best college football center in the state of Louisiana. Their defense has done a great job, and 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 I've said this many times on the show with the Eric and uh, the, the the tandem at linebacker Dorian Williams and Nick Anderson. Uh, Total have 92 tackles for this season and uh, six tackles for loss. That might be the best tandem in, in the conference and one of the best tandems at linebacker in college football. I mean, they are outstanding. They play. They 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 you know they cover a lot of area. Both of them have potential and a possibility of playing in the next level. Um, but you know those linebackers have been outstanding. And and you look at the the, the backside of that secondary. You got. Macon Clark, who is an experienced guy, he's got two interceptions this year, 34 tackles. Uh, he's joined by Larry Brooks with 40 stops. So the, the backside of that is also very, very good. So when you got the back seven are that solid and that experienced, um, you know, it, it certainly gives you a chance to win every game. And, and Willie Fritz has done a really outstanding job getting his team up. Uh, you know, they, they have a chance to have a very special season. And, uh, you know, I mean, Memphis this week, 
uh, followed by Tulsa, UCF, SMU, and Cincinnati, they certainly have a chance to win most, if not all, the remaining games. Yeah, and I've talked about it this week. You know, this is a big one because, again, look, Memphis has really handled them in Memphis. Tulane's kind of had their way here in New Orleans. But you've got to continue to be able to build off what you've done after last week at South Florida, not getting that letdown like we saw against USM. But really, the, 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 the true litmus test on this team will be the month of November. We'll find out whether they're pretenders or contenders in November, uh, where they have a chance to maybe get to an AAC championship game with, again, the teams that you mentioned that are left on the schedule. Well, you know, and then they play in, in October, you know, the last in October. This will be the last game in October because they're off next week. But November with four games, Tulsa, UCF, SMU, and Cincinnati. That's going to be a, a really, really tough uh, road there. And, uh, and, and, again, a lot of what we have to do if, if they avoid the injury bug and, and nobody gets hurt because if they lose uh, Michael Pratt or Ty J. Spears, that certainly would have a tremendous, tremendous impact on this team. So, um, you know, health certainly has a lot to do with their success. Last week, the, uh, the LSU Tigers, again, um, um, with a big win over Florida. Um, and, again, really their coming out party for Jaden Daniels. Uh, through it anticipation, through it accuracy, uh, again, went through his progressions. He did the things that we've been waiting on him to do, but he hasn't done this this, this year, really kind of relying on his legs to get him out of trouble. Uh, again, over 300 yards passing. I think nine different receivers caught footballs from, from, from him last week. Uh, critique his, his maturation process. And, and is this something you believe we can see week to week going forward? I think he's reached a peak <clears throat> where he's reached a point, I should say, where he's really kind of felt comfortable in the offense. Uh, the, the, the offensive line has helped him a little bit. I think you see improvement on the offensive line. And, and as, that, it, it has, as that improves, I think you'll see the same with Jaden Daniels. Because as the offensive line improves, he will not get as much pressure. It will open holes for the running backs, and that's going to help the overall game. But Jaden Daniels with 1,564 yards, 10 touchdowns, only one interception. He's also, as you said, added over 400 yards on the ground and six touchdowns. He's got a 143, 147.3 quarterback rating, uh, which is solid. And, you know, he's, he's, he's gotten some help the last couple of weeks from Kayshawn Butte, who was not having a great start, but he stepped up. Brian Thomas with three touchdowns this year and Jure Jenkins with four. They've really stepped up, and a guy who – has surprised, and he's he's done a really solid job, Eric, not only as a receiver, but as a blocker, as Mason Taylor. He's really developed into an extremely good SEC tight end, and I've got to tell you, I didn't think he'd be this good this soon, and I thought it would take him maybe a, a redshirt year. He may play later in the season, but Mason Taylor has really, really stepped up, and, and the defense is just like Tulane. His help, Michael Baskerville, who was a little bit flying under the radar when, when Brian Kelly arrived as a leading tackler with 41 stops, and, and he's done a great job. And, and, you know, Greg Penn, Hal Perkins, a freshman, could be – he'll get some, uh, some, uh, some consideration for Defensive Rookie of the Year in the SEC. Hal Perkins, 31 tackles, two tackles for loss and a sack and a half, but what a difference maker he has become. Hal Perkins is a guy you can rush off the edge, you can play in the middle – he can play in coverage. What an athlete he is, and he's going to be a, a great, great player for LSU before he leaves. Uh, Renee, if you would, talk about this matchup against Ole Miss this weekend. Well, you know, who would have thought just a couple of weeks ago that they would go into this game being a two-and-a-half-point favorite? Ole Miss is a good team, and, and you know, 
Lane Kiffin is a great coach, and he's got those guys playing at a very high level. And uh, I, I, it's going to have to be a, a situation where the defense is going to have to step up because they'll be serious, uh, seriously challenged by uh, Lane Kiffin's offense. Um, Jane Daniels is going to have to protect the ball. I think it's going to be a game whereby the team that uh, doesn't turn the ball over and doesn't you know, uh, have a costly penalty at an inopportune time. I'm saying if it's a... Uh, you know, a, a second and, and short, you know, in the red zone or something like that, and you get a penalty, pushes you out of the red zone, makes you kick a field goal. It's things like that. It's not only penalties, Eric, but it's penalties at the wrong time. Um, interceptions and fumbles, that certainly can hurt you. But I just can put as much emphasis on penalties, right, not coming at the wrong time. And, and LSU hasn't really hurt themselves as much the last couple of weeks. They've really, really cleaned up on a lot of penalties and hope that continues. Renee, do you do you like him this week against Ole Miss? I'm I'm sorry. Do you like him? Do you like him against Ole Miss this weekend? You know, it, to answer your question, it's going to be a really close game, and I think uh, the home field advantage is going to be going to certainly be an advantage for LSU uh, playing in Tiger Stadium. I think it's with the fans behind him, it's going to be a packed house. Uh, I can see LSU. There's a good chance that LSU can win this game, and and it it all depends on the defense and how well Jaden Daniels plays. How about Tulane and Memphis? Tulane can win that game, and I think this could be a statement game because it's a confidence builder. They've really, really played well, continue to play well, and and I, you know that game against Kansas State. I know it's been a few weeks ago, but it really, really set a precedent uh, with Tulane and, and showed that they can play with with the big schools. Uh, the win against Houston just a couple of weeks ago was was mm-hmm. a, was a huge win, and uh, I think this Memphis game is going to be a, a game that will, will tell you a lot about the team. And, uh, you, know, I, you know, Willie Fritz has done a great job and, and kept them, you know, level, not too high, not too low. Um, you know, I, Seth, Seth, uh, Seth Huntington is the quarterback from Memphis, and he's done a great job. And, and, and uh, Ryan Silverfield is, a quarter, is the uh, coach at Memphis. He's done a really good job. He's in his third year. So Memphis Tigers feel like they can come in here and they can win this game. Uh, they played East Carolina last week. I think this is a game that will tell, tell you a lot if Tulane can get up week in and week out, not just once in a while. And I think if Willie Fritz can get his team to play consistent, uh, this can be a win. And, again, uh, they have the week off. I think they can use that and, and uh, prepare for the rest of the season in November, which will be a tough stretch. Can't let you go without breaking down tonight's Saints first Cardinals game. Your thoughts? Well, well you know, you got 27 guys on the shelf with injuries. And I think that this is a game the Saints can win. But DeAndre Hopkins coming back is a player, an elite wide receiver in the NFL. 37 100-yard games in his career. That tells you a lot about DeAndre Hopkins. And I think, you know, Kyler Murray is going to have – you know, you know, be pressed. I think the the Saints defense has to get pressure on him, but this is certainly a game that the Saints can win and really, really needs to win after last week's loss against Cincinnati. And this is one of those games that uh, they can't lose. They, they, this is a game they, they have a chance to win and they have to take advantage of it. Yeah, I definitely agree, uh, Renee. And, and and also, again, with the, with the mini-buy coming up, it's almost a must-win if you really want to. Even though, again, look, the, the standings, they're not that far out. Again, the, the NFC is not really that good right now. Uh, but at some point, you got to break through. And, and hopefully they can do it this week and then go into this mini-buy feeling pretty good about themselves and get healthy. And then let's see what this team can be. Well, the division is not very strong, as you know, with Atlanta and Tampa and Carolina. So it's certainly, even though the Saints have not been playing great football, they, they're not out of this race yet. Renee, tell us about... 
CrestCitySports.com, and what you got coming up for us? Well, I just did a story, which is running right now, on, on LSU Ole Miss 50 years ago. I had a nice conversation with Brad Davis when he made the touchdown catch and took you through step-by-step on leading up to the final play when Burr Jones delivered the ball to Brad Davis and how he made the catch, and, and it was kind of a lot, a lot of luck involved in that. So if you haven't, I know a lot of people know about the game, but Brad Davis took us through every step um, as he made the catch to beat Ole Miss 17-16. to And I have a story coming out in the next day or so on how good is Hendon Hooker Tennessee quarterback, and where where does he come from, and what's what's he what's he all about? So, I kind of broke that down and and said, uh, you know, some uh, some uh, analysts like Todd McShay and Mel Kiper what they think about mm-hmm. him and how good of an NFL player this guy could be. But Hendon Hooker, right now, uh, he could be the favorite to win the Heisman, and and he came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, you're right there, and he played well against LSU, no doubt about it. I always appreciate your time, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us today. You have a great day, a great weekend. Hope to talk to you soon, Eric. There you go. There he goes. There's my, it's my buddy, Renee Nato. Again, uh, 40 years. That's legendary, baby. That's legendary, no doubt. All right. Um, we'll take a quick break. We'll, we'll come back. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with fans. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Miss Walker, right? Abigail. Abigail Walker. Tonight, the all-new CW series. Where's our cargo headed? Where you think? Ah! Independence. Walker. Independence. The only witness to my husband's murder is dead. It's not safe for any of us. Critics are raving. Excellent. Compelling. Next Western among the all-time greats. It doesn't bother you? Bearing a man whose life you ended? The all-new CW series. I can live with it if it's justified. Walker Independence. Tonight. Tonight at 8 on NOLA 38. The CW. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too. If you feel symptoms, even if they're mild, you should test fast. 
Test positive and at high risk for severe COVID-19? Then act fast with authorized oral treatments that can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms begin. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at TreatCV19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Your bills are due on the 13th, but you don't get paid until the 15th. Sound familiar? Life doesn't always wait for payday. Get the NetSpend All Access account for your everyday mobile banking needs and get paid up to two days faster with direct deposit. Get started today at NetSpend.com and go beyond banking. Banking services provided by an account established by Pathword NA member FDIC. Faster access based on comparison of our ACH processing policy versus posting funds at settlement. Deposit account opening is subject to registration and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. Eight-time Grammy Award-winning superstar, Carrie Underwood, presents the Denim and Rhinestones Tour with special guest Jimmy Allen. Smoothie King Center, Saturday, November 5th. Get tickets now at CarrieUnderwoodOfficial.com. The brand new album, Denim and Rhinestones, is available everywhere now. Carrie Underwood, produced by AEG Presents. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt. They have after-hour service for you. If it's your business or your home and your AC breaks down, your heater breaks down, you need help, uh, they have after-hour service with a Burkhardt truck being um, uh, uh, signaled out by a Burkhardt employee who answer the phone and dispatch that truck out to your home or business. Only doing the work that's necessary. Truly a company you can trust. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. ACPromise.com. ACPromise.com. Today's program has been brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. They're open for you right now. Great place to go watch the game tonight. And that's all locations. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti Bourbon. Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street, the hideout bar right next door. Again, all are open late. Uh, again, 1 a.m. Get out there and enjoy a meal, cocktail, breakfast, lunch, and dinner over at Oceana Grill, lunch and dinner everywhere else, and one of the Oceana family of restaurants. You'll be glad you did. Uh, tonight, we're going to have an abbreviated edition of the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. They'll stay on until 6.15, and then we'll go live to East Jefferson. Uh, uh, we'll go live to Joe Enney, where East Jefferson will take on West Jefferson tonight. 6.15 pregame, 6.30 um, um, uh, first, uh, 6.30 kick. So, again, uh, you'll be able to check that out right here on 106.1 FM. I like the Saints tonight in a close one. Uh, going against my gut here. I'm kind of going my home, and I like the Saints tonight in a close one. I just think they're a very, very desperate team right now. And, um, uh, you know, with the bye coming up, it'll give them a chance to be able to heal. Hopefully, again, that'll come to fruition. We'll talk about it tomorrow on the William Grant Family Stills Friday Extravaganza where we'll be joined by Mike Vazan, also, again, Jordy Collada, and also Glenn Gilbo. All three of those gentlemen will join us on the program tomorrow. Looking forward to cutting it up with them, as always. want to thank you guys for tuning into the program. Certainly appreciate it each and every day. Uh, please spread the word about, uh, again, being on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. Remember, our podcast is on the Anchor Podcast, but on all podcasting platforms. The podcast usually goes up about 20 minutes after the program ends. And at 6 o'clock tonight on WLAE-TV, Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. You can uh, look at that live, or you can tape that, uh, record that throughout the, uh, the weekend with all the rebroadcasts that we have. I hope you enjoy an opportunity to check out Jordy on the program. 
That's Jordy Collada with me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Thanks to all the sponsors that sponsor our program. We appreciate each and every one of them, including, again, the Oceana Family of Restaurants, longtime sponsors of our show. As I've said before, locally owned and operated sponsors that have been with us in some cases since the inception of this program 20 years ago. So, again, please continue to support those sponsors. Thank you for supporting those sponsors. We thank those sponsors for supporting our program as well. Thanks to Rudy back at studio, who's got a long night ahead of him. Thank you for listening. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. Hope the Saints come out on top, and uh, we'll talk about it all tomorrow starting at 4 o'clock. My name is Eric Asher. From the dog catch to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go. Better do